0: You're listening to Wharton Moneyball
1: on Business Radio.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back to Wharton Moneyball. Two hours of sports analytics here on SiriusXM coming to you today, Tuesday afternoon from the Wharton Business Radio studios on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. The whole crew is in here. Audie Weiner, Shane Jensen, Eric Bradlow, and this is Cade Massey. Rolling into the third quarter, we're going to do a little something different this time. We've got the NCAA basketball tournaments coming up immediately. We've got the conference tournaments going on right now. We've got the brackets coming out Sunday. We're going to make some picks. Wharton's going to get that circulated in some way. And we want to talk now about how you make those picks. Let's talk general strategy for building your brackets or choosing your final four, whatever it's going to be, what are some general strategies? And we might talk about teams, but the brackets aren't even out yet, so we probably won't talk about teams. But this is just good blocking and tackling on sports analytics. So the idea, fellas, is what do you got? We've all probably got a lot of the same ideas. We might prioritize them differently. Let's do a little round-robin on what is your strategy when it comes. When these brackets come out Sunday and you've got to have your picks Monday – what are you going to go with? Eric, What's and, and we, let's do one at a time, and let's see what we can get on the table.
0: So I start with uh, chalk, but chalk defined by like a probability model of strength, not of win-loss records, not necessarily of coaches, polls, or something. So I start with, and not necessarily the rankings provided or the seedings provided by the NCAA committee. I'll look at the ESPN Power Index or some others. That's my start. I'll fill out my bracket, and then I'll go, when, I, when it circles back around to me, I'll talk about how I revise once I've done chalk. But okay. that's where I start, but I chalk based on a legitimate probability model-based power index.
2: Okay, so an, e- an easy way to go is BPI, which is kind of ESPN's equivalent of FPI, yeah. which we talk about a lot. Basic power ranking model, but you can choose your favorite power ranking model. Eric's saying that's his starting place.
1: Audi. Well, I think there's several questions that you have to answer. So Eric has clearly answered the question of how do I come up with the probability model that I use to make my choices? And he's defined them. I think everybody has to do that. (laughs) Without that, you have no way of making a bracket. So there's, but there are other questions. Number one, what bracket are you in? How many player players are you competing against? What's the structure of the bracket? What's the point system and all those things? Once you know the probabilities, they can lead to different brackets. So I guess what I'll do is I'll answer. I'll go with the first question first, and and, and then I'll go to the second one. The first one is I use about I use um, Ken Palm, um, ESPN, and preseason rankings. Those three, okay. and I and so I use the first two mostly, and then when it's tight. I regress towards the preseason rankings. Okay, so, so that's this, my strategy.
2: This is a this is a favorite of mine and I think a lot of us got it from an an article Nate Silver wrote years ago now.
1: And in our very first season we saw that happening with Kentucky, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, because Kentucky had had uh did not play well during the season. I think eight years ago, right. and they had uh, they because they didn't play so well in the season. They didn't have such the, the strength that you would that you would expect. And all the rankers had. I weren't think so they great. might have had some injuries or something yes, like they that. Right, but, they, they but they also had a bunch of freshmen, which they often did. Mm-hmm. Um, and preseason rankings said they're much better than than uh, than great, what they're ra- and, and Nate Silver had remarked that that he, look he, at that look at that team seem going. And of course,
0: out. just a minor tweak, not to tweak mine, and not to steal my second one. And, of course, I regress towards a team that has momentum.
2: Nah, excellent. Well, Well, that's – see, that's so – I mean, this is – isn't this in conflict? Eric's saying pick the one who won the conference tourney, and Adi's saying pick – now, you're both saying it at the margins – Adi's saying, no, 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 the exact opposite. I want yeah, yeah. the one that's who why, was higher that's ranked That's why in the interrupted
1: Shane and went and just added mine on top of right, Adi's. So, so then I want to go to the second part, which is I have to understand what kind of the structure of the tournament. So on, obviously there's different point systems. If I'm talking about a family pool, that's different than imagining there's a, a dollar an entry and a million people enter and you get the win, the plot, the, and you have to split it with someone, whoever it is. Or There's a different way of thinking about so, what the, what the uh, payoff structure is.
2: So – Broadly, what we say is the bigger the pool, the more you need to dial up the variance, take more risk. Is this the well, simple it, heuristic? It also to has
1: to do with how many entries you get, and that's also really important. If I'm doing a, a family pool, I get one entry, that's it, and then we're done. But if I'm talking about an, a, a, a gambling venture, I can I can put five thousand dollars in it one shot, and I want to cover a certain amount of the probability
2: space. So I want independent. Sure, entries. right, right, right. Good. So very. So you're covering a lot of different competitive scenarios. Yeah, that's right. So when it comes to next week on. Sunday brackets come out on Monday, we four are going to put in our final four picks. You will, in some sense, be in competition with us, yes. though also as a pundit in competition with the world. How will you go about strategically choosing the four in that situation?
1: So I'm getting, now you're just saying I get one pick and I'm just competing with a small group of people. What I'll end up doing is probably adding a little bit of variance to, just so I can be a little different from you guys just mm-hmm. because if I'm the same then it's going to either tie, is it a tie or it'll be divided? on. I want to be a little bit different and so probably, um, I'll end up carrying one team a little bit further than the the There's just a little bit of randomness. Mm-hmm. I was just only going to add one
0: thing to what Adi just said, which is I don't know if even Adi knows this. The first statistics problem I ever worked on. Was let's suppose you want. I'll use your number of five thousand. I'm buying five thousand lottery tickets. How do I buy those five thousand so that they're the most independent possible to cover as much of the probability space as possible? It's actually the first statistics problem I yeah. ever worked and wrote a paper and, and on. The, the
1: the issue is that people don't um, bet randomly. They they Correct. pick lottery numbers. And so now you know yeah. that
0: you know my paper. That's <laughs> exactly the first paper I ever wrote.
1: All
2: right, let's move to Shane.
0: All right, well,
3: I my way of dong variance um, is. Uh, Basically, I, I want it to be kind of well. Cal- I want my bracket to be well calibrated in the sense that I want the correct number. Of, I want to pick the correct number of upsets. I mean, hopefully the right upsets. Yes. but I want to correct the right, right number of upsets. And so I'm going to go round by round, and I'm going to look at the historical, like you know, like frequency of upsets in the first round, and I'm going to there pick. Uh, sample maybe uh, a number of upsets in the first round and then when I'm actually picking which upsets I'll probably go by some kind of difference in like ELO rating or something like that to try and at least be intelligent about what, how many upsets I pick. And then I'll do the second round the same yeah, way. Yeah, if you guys worked all
0: here what I would have said after I did my ELO rating BPI yeah. chalk thing was I go back and revise exactly what you do, which is yeah. I know for a fact if I just choose all chalk in the first you know, 32 games or whatever It's just not going to happen, but I'm guaranteeing myself a certain number of losses. So now the question is, the problem is, which one's worse? me picking the bad upsets cuz i don't know which ones yeah, are going no, to be. I mean, then, then, that could be worse i mean that's
3: down up the variance right you get really helped by picking the correct upsets and really harmed by picking bad upsets well i'll,
1: I'll, I'll i'm going to be picking very few upsets just a few and hopefully strategically placed and they carry me through and that's in the tournament structure that you just what what about, kate? What about in the, you in kate in, in the small, in the group, small yeah. one in a bigger but one it's a you're just going to kind of wrap yeah. well, like, like I, you don't I'm have to i, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear no. kate
0: but i have one question to you are you going to be picking I know what I'm thinking against the three of you guys. I'm going to be picking to make sure I don't come in last, because I'm always last <laughs> in all these things, and I just don't want the ridicule.
2: So How are you going to do that? You're going to go chalk. If you're very always chalky, last. Very chalky. Yeah, chalky I'm going to play
0: not to end up... I'm going to maximize the men. I'm going to play max men. <laughs> if That's you're going to go I'm
1: chalk, doing. you're Four highly ones. unlikely to be Four at the ones.
2: bottom. Four ones. I'm predicting three yeah. ones and a two from Eric. For That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, so one way to... I really like, I like everything you all have said. And, and not surprisingly, we all have kind of the same principles. Shane's is my starting place as well, which is I want a representative bracket. And the the best way to get it, though, Shane, is to simulate. And so the, you can do this game by game. And we can talk represented
3: about that. by in terms of like having sort of his, the historically historical frequency of number of upsets. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
2: now we can talk about, you know, look, there's a distribution of those things. So yeah. Where do you want to fit in a distribution? But the single best way to get a representative bracket is to go use a simulation of some kind. And I asked around today on our Twitter feed and there was only one I asked. I ask uh, the upshot guys, the unabated guys, and our friend Neil Greenberg at the Washington Post suggested a, bracket out of the, the, a, a site out of the University of Illinois called Bracket Odds. So wanna, Urbana I... Champaign has a site called Bracket Odds, and it will allow you to simulate the bracket as soon as it comes out, and it's going it a, a, you know, to give you the right number of teams advancing from each seed, the right number of upsets. And if you don't like the first simulation, just run it again and get another one.
3: So, so it's using some kind of underlying probability model that is calibrated to the correct number exactly. of upsets. Exactly, exactly. But, but um, one question is, when it picks an upset, is it based... It's it's an upset... It picks the game to be an upset or not first, yeah. and then... like, is, like is Because the thing with my... I want to pick the correct number of upsets, but I want control over which games I still
0: call the upsets
3: yeah, once no, I have the, the correct The simulation is going to tell right.
2: you which ones they want, so for sure. So we
0: were just talking about In the last quarter, golf, Scotty Scheffler, now that he's won, you know, it's more likely to win. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. What about in college basketball? Like, let's imagine you're saying, hmm, I'm going to pick Villanova against, I'm making it up, Texas. Hmm. I don't know. uh, I forget the Villanova coach. I don't know why. I can't think of his name. Villanova's won a couple of titles recently. Maybe I'm going to pick him more so. Do we, is that worth anything when picking games? Like. You know the fact that the, the
2: tournament co- experience of the coach,
0: the tournament experience so, Eric, of the I, coach.
2: I, one of the things I like about this conversation, and this is a criticism in some sense, but it's if you're going to just maximize prediction, we're talking about fundamentals. We haven't even talked about teams yet, and if you're if we're talk about teams, we're going to start with like the power ranking, right? And we're going to we're going to go a long way. Jay Wright, by the way, Jay we're going to go a long way before we get to Jay Wright's tournament experience in terms of a predictive
3: factor. Or another way to say it is, you know, our uh, is there an argument for extra amount of momentum that isn't built into that, ha- you know, is, 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 I guess recent enough or somehow like idiosyncratic enough that it's not built into the kind of
0: ELO rankings. So let me just teams? say, I think we may disagree on that point. I okay. think I, well, sorry, we disagree on it from my subjective uninformed perspective. I put m- a lot of weight on coaches Mm -hmm. that have won recently by the way and by the way i don't mean like tom izzo who is a great coach by the way but he won the national title in 2000 like i'm not giving tom izzo any extra credit because he won a title with mateen cleaves 22 years ago so
2: i i think that's interesting and it's entirely plausible and i'd love to see models on it i'll tell you rufus's answer from the football side is that style is already baked in to a good power model
3: Oh, okay. I didn't. So, I was unaware I mean, of that. So, ratings are based on a moving window of your yeah. kind of wins and losses, yeah. and so like.
2: But Eric, you know. Eric's, Eric's going to say, yeah, but there's something different about the tournament.
1: That is right. what I'm and, saying, and so I and see. that's
2: that's that's reasonable. And we know, we all know, there are some yeah. coaches that seem to not be big game coaches. Some guys are good end of game coaches. So there there may be something. And to I, might have for said, sure. so I
0: might have said, I might just if we're going around the second time, I also use just quickly. I would just use conference. Mm-hmm. Conference that a, co- a team plays in is a factor for me when deciding which ones to pick as yep. upsets. What Shane said. Yeah.
2: So I, I want to say just a little bit more on the on the randomization because y'all have a buddy, Hal Stern. I don't know how, but I read this article he wrote in Chance magazine when I was a grad student. It's kind of a famous article. So like, what's the chance of a sixteen beating a one? Because in nineteen ninety eight, when he wrote this, it had never happened since they went to a sixty four. Only team happened once. So they start this in eighty five. He writes it in ninety eight. It finally happens in like 2018, but he wrote this nice little piece that, and in it, he estimate the probability of any seed beating another seed just as a function of the difference between the two. And you can use that. You can, I mean, you don't need to go to Illinois' site and run a full simulation. You can just go get that logistic, and it'll tell you the probability, you know, say, between a, a, a four seed difference, if it doesn't involve a number one seed that's a 65% chance of the better seed winning. If it involves the number one, it's a 76. So this is one little wrinkle in his model. Mm-hmm. Ones are so much better than everybody else. He had to have a little term. in that That's because there's no room to move it up. Well, they're always stretched yeah. out there. And so anyway, it's a nice little table. You can actually simulate game by game. The one feature that I would add, and it's, and Eric, you should love this. And because now that we're talking about it, we can talk about the fundamental problem with most of these simulations is that the, the team strength is static throughout right. the tournament right. they're going to play for three weekends six games and we're, we're going to learn something about those teams but most of these simulations you you drop in villanova say we're just on my jay right you drop in their team strength and it's the same for the next three weeks but that's not the way it is you right. should be updating if you see a seven if you see a 10 a 10 beat a seven the 10's better than the average 10 you probably got to improve them this is the way the Massey Peabody simulation has had a little edge over other simulations in football because we have these dynamic updating. You could do this. You could do this for your own. If you want to simulate it properly, you have to like kludge it because we don't know the exact number, but if you see a 10 be to 7, maybe in the next round you put them in as a 9. If they win again, maybe the next I, round you I was put them only in as an 8.
0: Jack, since we're also a business show, this is what we do in marketing all the time. When you're trying to future forecast someone's choices and you have to do one step ahead or one call it one game ahead in sports forecast, you must use that simulated outcome when simulating the next, next one. Round. Because yeah, if yeah, you yeah. don't, it's all wrong. Yeah. And so it's, there's a, such a great direct analogy between the two.
2: And you end up, you, you want this kind of uh, autocorrelation. You used the term earlier. You want this kind of momentum. And it gives you a little more variance in the outcome. Guys, let me give you a few observations to match some of your heuristics. And so y'all mentioned a couple of them. Like, for example, Adi's preseason which comes from Nate Silver years ago. He said it was the secret sauce in his... It's Bayes' rule. Yeah, it's Bayes' rule. So that's why Bayesians like it so much. So I can tell you if, you, if there's a site called Bracket Matrix, and it takes the average of everybody's forecast, like over 100 of these things. So it's a pretty good forecast of how teams are going to come out when the seeds hit on Sunday. If you look at the teams that are farthest from expectation, given where they are in the bar- brackets... Versus when they started in the first of the season, the preseason, the biggest gaps, the 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 negative gaps are Texas, Alabama, Ohio State. Okay, so those are teams that were thought to be better than they've played out. If you like a little positive bump, Audi's positive bump. Negative bumps: Auburn and Arizona. Arizona wasn't ranked, and now they're like going to be a one seed. So do you want to drop them a little bit? Because Audi's going to drop them. Okay, let me give you the other one. The other one was Eric's, which is BPI. Let's go, to the, let's go to the power ranks and ask, what does the power rank say about this team versus their seed? So if we're just using expected seeds right now, the teams that are most different from their power ranking and their expected seeds are Houston and Iowa on the positive side, meaning they should be higher seeds according to BPI. Those are the biggest positive departures. The biggest negative departures are Wisconsin and Providence. Their BPI is not as high as it looks like it would be given their expected position. So a couple of names to match onto the heuristics that you guys came up with earlier. Okay, so we're going to put this stuff in action this weekend. We're going to make picks. We're not going to fill out the entire bracket, but we're going to go with the final four.
0: Just the other thing quickly is we're going to also make picks for the women's, for which I think it's fair to say we all have a little less knowledge. And so it's also going to be making picks under much larger uncertainty, where we're going to have to, again, base it entirely not on, oh, I know this team is great.
2: Exactly. I have almost no knowledge. But I, 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 I do so okay. I'm good. The Illinois website has women's bracket dissemination as well. All right, guys, that has been three quarters of Wharton Money We still got a quarter to go. Come back and join us after the break.